What's going on, everybody? A long time no here. This is one half of the Enlightened Sounds podcast. You text JT to Don along with the other half of the Enlightened Sounds podcast, leader of the flock. What's going on today? Man, we back, bro. Feel like it's been a while. It really has. It really has. Life, when it hits you, boy, it hits you hard. Hits you like a wilder punch or something, man. And it it hits you fast. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely hits you fast. So we uh, definitely apologize for the long break. You know how I be, at least. Like, I don't be wanting to take uh, too long of a break. But again, like, when things happen, you just got to deal with it. Uh, but we're going to try to get on a more uh, consistent schedule going forward. Just have to figure some things out. Uh, but with that being said, man, welcome. This is Light Sounds episode 23. Uh, I see like everybody else's episodes been kind of like catching up. So like I feel like we slack it. We gotta we gotta <laughs> get ahead of everybody because we started off before uh, a lot of other people's GI. So uh, it is what it is. But uh, one thing that I do want to announce because again, like this has been mostly my fault. I'll, I'll take the blame on this one, but. For the voice messages, everybody that has been listening, uh, we are going to start accepting voice messages on the regular. So please send us your voice messages for questions. And if we uh, find any question that we like, we are going to use them in future episodes. Um, also, if you heard the actual ad in the beginning, uh, they made it a little bit easier over here on Anchor for me to get those voice messages. So again, any question that you have, please keep it music related. This isn't the lifestyle podcast, uh, so don't be. Uh, ask us any questions like that but if it's music related uh please go ahead and send us your voice questions and we will include those in the future episodes and we'll go ahead and answer those for you so hopefully we hear some good things from you all that you want us to discuss going forward Again, huge shout out to Anchor uh, for hosting the podcast. Huge shout out to whatever platform that you're using, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher Radio, so forth and so on. Uh, But let's go ahead and get started with the episode. Uh, From the last time that we actually did it, boy, it's been a lot of music that dropped. It's it's definitely been a lot of music. So let me go ahead and run through everything, all the notable new releases that we have missed so far. Uh, so we had Young Nudie and uh, Pierre Bourne. They came out with a collaboration mixtape called A Slummier. Uh, you have Logic, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. You have Wu-Tang Clan of Mice, uh, Mikes and Men. Excuse me. We have Megan Thee Stallion came out with Fever. We have Tyler the Creator came out with Igor. DJ Khaled, Father of Assad. Moneybag Yo, Forever Heartless. YG for real for real and finally Denzel Curry with Zoo so that is a ton of music just in case if you didn't catch any of that it's a lot to listen to now so we are finally starting to pick up with the music because it's definitely been slow in the beginning like what like four or five months for just hip-hop period uh but it looks like we got a little bit to listen to now and we'll definitely be reviewing uh two of these albums that are on this list going forward but uh before we get to that section let's go ahead and move on to the music news here uh definitely been a lot of news but i want to talk about some of the more notable things that uh it's been trending around the uh the social media so uh the baby are you familiar with this rapper flock yeah, as of late yeah yeah, because it's bad. Like, yeah, the, the, the antics. Yeah. yeah, this man been knocking everybody out. So the baby, it looks like he is really about what he raps. Um, I just heard about him this year. He's pretty much like I would say like one of the hottest uh, male rappers out right now. Uh, this man has just been he's been killing it uh, lately. So 
when I actually got into like what he was about, I remember like he had a case um, that happened at a Walmart with an alleged shooting. He ended up beating that case. Uh, so it looks like he was actually like getting into it before like he actually got famous famous but it looks like people won't stop trying him uh, before we actually heard about what just happened recently with him knocking out another rapper apparently also from North Carolina called Cam Cohart uh, it was another thing where he was in a club and he was performing <laughs> he was in the middle of performing and, like somebody ran up on him so like he punched him once dude stumbled like behind the lines and like dude was still dancing while he was performing and then he hit his ass again on like, beat <laughs> on like, beat on beat bro like this dude is crazy it was it was like amazing so it like, was hilarious yeah so like people keep trying him but the latest thing that of course has everybody talking was a cam cohort situation they were apparently in the uh in the i think it was a gucci store if i'm not mistaken it was one of those uh, luxury stores and they were trying to get a belt and apparently this dude cam cohort he's uh he's obviously not as famous as the baby but he has him a little bit of a following on instagram at least and apparently he's been talking shit about the baby for the longest like making whole posts about him talk about he ain't shit dot that it was just it's really jealousy at the end of the day cloud it's, chasing it, yes yeah. and it's jealousy cloud chasing but Apparently, Cam Cohart caught the baby at the same store, and then, of course, here he goes pulling out his phone, talking about, look at the baby, he ain't shit, like, he taking off his stuff like he want to fight me, and just, it just, he was just egging him on, like, that's what it was, he was egging him on, he wanted him to do something, and the baby took off his stuff, he pulled out his phone, and was like, look at you, look at you, you scared, you scared, what you gonna do, and then, apparently, Cam Cohart, while the phone was in his hand, he threw a little left, uh, we don't know if it hit or whatever, but, uh, but it was a little scuffle and of course it's swollen that punch world, i hope it didn't <laughs> i don't think it did I, I really don't think it did but uh but of course uh on on the baby side it, you know it had a little scuffle and then the, the footage got messed up but when we came back we saw the dude cam cohart on the ground with his pants down bruh we like <laughs> what the hell happened like if somebody caught all of that footage which apparently we didn't see any of it i'm actually surprised that nobody else pulled out their phones because everybody does that nowadays but uh but when we came back this man the baby was like he's like cam cohort knocked him out me dolo by myself pick your pants <laughs> up like he had a bloody his pants were down like he knocked his ass out with him him and his home i don't know if his homeboy jumped in but but the baby said he knocked him out dolo and then, then they started walking off so it is what it is man they caught that footage and this dude ain't nobody to mess with like I, I don't know why they keep trying him i don't know if it's his energy that just that just screams off like oh man like you ain't shit I, your name is the baby you a short ass dude like you from north carolina don't mess with me but the dude has so far been about his business like like this dude he gonna end up in a minute getting his hands registered he going to get in that boxing ring or something because apparently you got hands that people just they keep trying to test and they keep getting their ass knocked out so so uh how you feel about this whole situation like just people trying him period like why did why do they keep messing with this dude uh, i mean when it when, you know how that go, man, the crab and barrel syndrome, bro. Like when you see somebody getting it and they from like kind of like your neck of the woods, or you feel like you better than them or something like that, instead of just you know congratulating them and waiting your turn, <clears throat> or maybe you just ain't as talented as you think you are. Like sometimes that's the case too. Like they doing something right. I mean, I'm not a me personally. I'm not a fan of the music, so I'm 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 just you know just speaking just just to be speaking you know on it on a you know on a, from like a from a logical standpoint it's like i don't think like testing them 
that's that shit is just weird. Like you don't people look at you and think because you short or because you small or skinny or something like that. Like man, I, I love that, bro. I, I, I always love that for somebody to think I couldn't. I can hit hard. That's all I'm gonna say. Like try me. Like some people like some people go out there and they do all that wolfing and shit and and wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Other people like the quiet ones, you know what I'm saying? Some people, you know what I'm saying, talk and they live it. Some people are quiet and, you, and they don't do nothing. But if you test them, they'll beat your ass. So you never know what you up against, man. Like that egging people on shit in public and whatnot. It's like, it ain't even worth it, bro. Because now your credibility just got shot down. Whatever little buzz you thought you had, now you know for being a dude that got your pants, you know what I'm saying, your pants down to your kneecaps. And you got your ass beating the, in the jewelry store, bro. Like now, now look at you. So it's like, was it, was it all worth it? Like what's the, the, the Thanos, uh, me all that for, all that for a drop of clout. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's what, uh, the, what did it cost uh, you? Everything, well, everything. It costs you everything. I, I'm not a fan of it, man. I'm not, I, I, I don't believe in starting shit with people. Like, especially you don't know them. Like, if you know they ain't really shit, then you know that's one thing. Or you got history with them, that's another thing. But if you just you just mad at them just to be mad at them, like let that shit fly, bro. That's enough room for everybody to eat out here. True, true. That's There's a lot of trash that's... rappers that's eating out here. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, the other thing about this, which uh, again, I don't know how far into the story you look, but like almost immediately after, like Cam Cohart posted like a whole bunch of Instagram video talking about like, yeah, hey, I saw it. No, ain't you got, got a scratch on me. Yeah, so like people were thinking that it was a publicity stunt. I don't know. I don't know. Like if they're actually cool, but I, I, I really just think it was some cloud chasing stuff. At this point, nothing surprises me, dog. That's also we, true. I, yeah. I just, I just got you know, I just seen that shit with that uh that whack one hundred. Mike Tyson shit. So I heard you talk about that. Yeah, what do you, what yeah. do you think about that? I'm a little disappointed. Come to find out that, and I said that I was like, we don't know if it's 100 percent true, but then come to find out, it was a publicity stunt to kind of promote his podcast. Yeah, because like Wack 100 kept mentioning it, right? Like I wouldn't mention somebody's yeah. podcast to be biased. <laughs> like, yeah, because like y'all taking pictures and shit, all this other stuff. Y'all, y'all definitely have been cool or something. You know what I mean? But. Uh, that's that's weak, bro. So, like I said, at this point, I don't know, man. You never know, but he, he, you just don't know, man. Niggas true. are different these days, bro. Yeah, true, true. Any anything to get a buzz, son, whether it's negative or positive. So we don't know. I'm I'm gonna lean on the uh, I'm gonna lean on the side of I don't think that this was a publicity stunt. But again, like I wouldn't be surprised if we found out that it that it was a publicity stunt. So uh, I, I think overall though, just stop messing with this dude. Like I, I don't think that he's doing nothing to anybody. Like and it seems like so far like he is what he raps. So I just would stop messing with him. Just stop trying him. Like I don't I don't even see the point at this <laughs> at this particular uh, time. Cause like if he ain't gonna punch you, like he gonna shoot you. Cause he's been through all of that already. And he's just now buzzing. So that's the stuff is just crazy that's going on in his career right now. So uh moving on to some other news. Now, when I first saw this, I was like, bro, here we go again with this stuff. So Meek Mill, he tried to get into the Cosmopolitan, which is uh, also a hotel that's in Vegas. 
and uh, and apparently he got denied entry, and they really didn't give a reason as to why he was denied entry. So immediately when you hear this news, you're like, well, because you a rapper and you black, like, because they think that like you're on a banned list just because you might cause trouble, just for the possibility of you causing trouble in their establishment, they're not going to let you in. So that's what they initially found out um, that he was on a particular ban list again for no reason though, and that was the main thing that uh, that really sparked up the controversy, and it went so far as to Meek Mill um, having a lawsuit against the Cosmopolitan. So that's not the heat that any establishment wants to have. So recently, the Cosmopolitan actually issued an apology to Meek Mill, and I'll go ahead and read it off. <laughs> They said, we apologize to Meek Mill for how we handled the situation on Saturday, May 25th, as we did not act in a respectful manner and were wrong. Meek Mill has had has not had any prior incidents on our property. The Cosmopolitan has zero tolerance for discrimination, and we pride ourselves on providing an inclusive environment. We look forward to welcoming Meek Mill back to the resort. <laughs> so, again, it's some typical PR shit. We know how this yep. goes. It's the same song and dance but it's just crazy how you were on this imaginary list because you might cause some problems in their establishment when he hasn't done anything before i don't even know how many times he's been to the cosmopolitan in the past but i think that this was just a preemptive act because you knew that he was there and you just put him on the list just because i think it's all bullshit at the end of the day flock what you think about this just like you, it's all bullshit. I mean, it's 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 no different than you know the 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 quote unquote hip hop police and shit like that. Like that shit happens, bro. It's people that they just don't. There's certain people they just don't want in the establishments, and they get away with it. That's why they continue continue to do it. So then they when when it gets blown up, and people say something about it, and it, it's putting you know it's hurting their pockets. Then they they got no choice but to put out some you know some fucking uh PR statement to save face. And say we we feel this way we do this. It's like man, the, the damage is already done. Why why would he want to come back there? You know he's not. So it's like you can extend an olive branch all you want, but if the other party isn't, you know, what I'm saying extending their hand, then it's like you you almost counting on it. So it's like oh we they still won. You know what I mean? Because he didn't get in there, and a chance is a great chance that he won't ever try to come back. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't buy it, yo. It's, it's all fuckery, and we keep letting people get away with it. You know what I'm saying? Us as people, we keep letting them get away with it, and then you keep going there and giving them your money, giving them your business. If you stop giving them, giving them that, your business, they'll figure it out. Let them. The best way you can hit a business is to dig in them pockets. That's facts. Get on online and all that other shit. Just oh, we're gonna boycott, saying you gonna do something, and actually doing us two different things. I get tired of seeing people saying they're going to do shit and don't actually do it. Yeah, actually start showing action. Uh, the funny thing about this is I don't think that the Cosmopolitan would have even issued an apology if it wasn't for Meek Mill actually like standing up for himself and threatening with the mm -hmm. lawsuit. Because obviously he wasn't the only one that uh, that saw the situation because it got blown up. 
and uh, and other rappers also came to it. They like me. Mill is not just no Philly nigga anymore. Like that man, he, you got Jay Z on your side. You got plenty of lawyers. So you know, after everything that he's been Kraft, through, Robert Kraft. Yeah, like you got a lot of people on your back now, like behind him. So he's not just a regular dude who y'all could just do this to. So uh, the Commonwealth knew. Uh, I think that they knew the ramifications that were going to come from this after laws who did uh, end up happening. So. We'll see if he ends up dropping it after this apology. They said that he most likely will, but uh, if I was me, Mill, I definitely like any uh, me or my homies. I wouldn't go there anymore. Like, don't even, don't even step there. Don't give me your money. Just, just forget it. And I know how the Cosmopolitan is in Vegas. It definitely is one of those like uh, one of those spots for like the younger people, and it's always stuff that's going on there. Uh, some, some real, uh, real high end stuff. So. Uh, it is it is what it is, but there are plenty of other hotels that um, if they treat you better, like I would definitely, you know, be there and give them your money instead. So forget the Cosmopolitan for that. That stuff is hella whack. Uh, but yeah, you definitely mentioned the, uh, the thing I was going to mention too about the hip hop police, boy, because they, they be out here. <laughs> they definitely be uh-huh. out here. It's, it's been like that for years, for decades even. So it was just another one of those situations I, I feel like as well. Uh, but moving on to some positive news, but this is just this is just really stuff about the rich getting richer before we get to some some actual like real real positive news. But this dude Drake man, obviously like he's been in the in the news for the past couple weeks just because of his antics at the Toronto Raptors games, which by the way they're they're one and one now. Um, and Drake ain't he ain't had nothing to say last night <laughs> after they, after they <laughs> lost. <laughs> I just want to point that out. He ain't had nothing to say last night, but he was definitely on his on his bullshit the first game, but. Anyways, like this dude Drake has been in the news so much that there is this company called Cargo Jet Airlines that gave this dude Drake a whole jet, a luxury jet for free. Y'all heard it right, free. Do y'all know how much luxury jets cost? Like, not an average rapper cannot just buy a jet you cannot just buy an airline for yourself like that's gonna be spending your whole entire salary like everything that you own just to get a private jet to go from one place to another but drake got the jet for free and the company said that they gave it to him for free because they feel like with him just uh flying around the world and showing off the jet that it's going to end up making the money back so apparently like after he got the jet he immediately went to the bahamas and he was hanging out with michael jordan and charles oakley amar rashad and michael rubin but this is crazy bro like I, it must be nice it must be nice to to be rich and be famous because you just get a whole bunch of free shit like I couldn't imagine getting a whole ass luxury jet, jet. For free, bro. Like that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> I remember when all the rappers back in the day, you know, was rapping about the G fours and G fives to have man. Like yeah. that was like if you can afford one of those, bro. Like you was you was that dude. But to get a jet for they free, were random shit though. They yeah, yeah, they were, but they were still bragging drug. about it. Yeah. But they were still bragging about it. But to get a whole ass jet for free, that's that's crazy, bro. Like, could you imagine, Flock? Uh, yeah, I could only imagine. <laughs> I know it being it being a reality is so far far from uh, reality. It's really, yeah. like the jet is two hundred million. Two hundred million for a luxury jet. And the one thing that I'm trying to figure out, because it's not like Drake is going to be, like, 
getting money from like any old body just to get on the jet like is he charging his friends like did he charge michael jordan and charles oakley to fly in the jet with him like i don't i don't understand how how they feel like he's gonna make the 200 million back just from flying around and, and advertising the jet i think that's my main issue with this is, is how is he actually gonna make the money back because i don't see it like it's a private jet okay you're going to be flying around but like is he does he have to hire his own crew did you provide the crew as well uh what what's going on with like is he does like does he have to stock the plane with like hors d'oeuvres and food and drinks and stuff like it's, it's a lot of questions that i have about like their mentality on this <laughs> like i understand like that's that's being extremely generous that's probably like the the most generous i've ever seen any company act like this isn't this isn't just getting clothes or shoes or whatever this is a whole last 200 million dollar jet so that that's just my issue so we'll see what going uh what goes on with this going forward but I don't necessarily think that this cargo jet airlines made the best decision. I know that Drake is one of the, you know, the uh, the best entertainers. He's one of the most popular entertainers ever uh, that we've had in his generation. But two hundred million, bro, that's a lot. That's, like, a, that, that's a lot. That man got blessed. <laughs> he got blessed. Just imagine if the Raptors win, boy. If, if the Raptors win, he better be inviting like everybody on his jet. Invite the whole team on your jet and just fly around. They don't even need to get on their own, uh, their own airline. <laughs> just, just invite them, just so they can go and, and party. But he better be charging them. I'm hoping that's what Cargo Jet is actually telling them. Like, just charge everybody to be on your jet, just to, just to fly with you or something. Because, uh, again, I don't see how he's gonna make that money back. But, ooh, boy, that's a lot. That's must a hell be, of a write off. Oh, <laughs> bro, telling you, <laughs> telling you, must be nice to be rich, man. But, uh, last piece of news that we have here: trade the truth. Uh, AKA Ace's favorite rapper. <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say it. Uh, Trey the Truth, he cares about the kids, man. He definitely cares about the kids. So, this is probably one bit of news that you won't hear. And I like trying to, you know, get these topics because they're always some, some feel good stories that don't get uh, widely advertised. But Trey the Truth, he saw that uh, it was some high schoolers. Uh, I'm going to see if it actually showed the school here, but it was a school in Houston, uh, and some of the high school kids could not afford uh, anything for graduation, including, like, the ceremonies and the actual cap and gown and stuff, and Trader True saw this, and he actually offered to pay uh, for these students so that they can graduate. They were going to be able to graduate anyways, and that was one thing that people were uh, were contemplating. They were like, well, if they can't afford a cap and gown, are you not going to say that they can't graduate? Uh, but that wasn't the case but even still he actually paid for like it was like 13 to 15 students uh that originally were not allowed to graduate because they didn't have caps and gowns and and i was like wow that's that's pretty crazy i, I wonder like how much it costs and and like what those kids situations were that they couldn't even afford that because that sucks um i didn't even like think about that i didn't get it a second thought when i was actually graduating but to think of the kids that can't afford cap and gown uh that kind of hurts my heart but trader true was so nice and he actually paid for those kids uh to get their caps and gowns and anything else afterwards um and and that was a really good thing he posted some instagram clips about it 
and that's that was just a good a good thing man i like hearing about situations like this where people pay it forward and they give back uh to anything that's going on especially in their own city in their own town because uh because that's that's where it's at man like don't don't ever give up on the town that you came from and when you you know hear about situations like this it's, it's a very nice gesture to uh to pay for those kids so that they can graduate properly uh so how do you feel about this situation uh, so that's an incredible story, man. Because people don't realize, like, there are people out here that can't afford like the simplest stuff that that most of us take for granted. Like, like you said, like I didn't, I didn't have that issue. I was fortunate enough not to have that issue when I was graduating. So and you didn't really think twice about it. But then you don't realize this. It's people like your your classmates or something that you know you don't know what their situation is at home. So, like. I actually, I, I remember being uh, graduating. I remember a couple of people that didn't have a cap and gown, and I was just like, "The hell you on, man? You trying to be cool or what?" And, I, and, and it dawned on me that maybe they just couldn't afford the fees and stuff, so they just didn't have it. So I don't know. I I think for him taking care of that, that shit is great though, because we don't we don't hear we don't hear enough positive stuff like that with artists like outside of them making albums and shit like that. First thing you hear about is you know, they got into a fight or, you know, they getting locked up for this and stuff like that. But this shit like this don't get enough, don't get enough airplay. So I think that's, that's, that's dumb nice for them to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So shout out to Trader Truth, man. That was a very, very good thing that you did. So we definitely want to highlight that on this podcast. That was, that was very good, man. Very good of you. So uh, there you go, man. That's all of the music news that we have this episode. Let's move on to the album reviews. I know that y'all have been asking me in my streams and stuff, so we gonna talk about it. We gonna talk about some of the uh, some of the more important albums that came out over the past few weeks. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with Logic, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Uh, I didn't know that this album was coming out. All of a sudden, I just heard. I was like, "Oh, Logic dropped something else." So let's let's go ahead and listen to it. Uh, he dropped two singles before uh, this actually came out, and then the Homicide song with Eminem was like the last one that dropped, like right before the actual album dropped. But this uh, this project has 16 songs total. Features Eminem, YBN Corday, G Eazy, Wiz Khalifa, Will Smith, and Logic's own dad. Uh, my favorite songs on here it would have to be Homicide and uh, and Mama slash Show Love. But I'm gonna have to say, man, like this this album when it first came out, people were talking about this for the wrong reasons. I don't think that Logic is in the same mindset that he was before, like back in the young Sinatra days. I used to listen to all those mixtapes, and I thought that uh, Under Pressure, his first official studio album, was one of his best albums or best projects ever. But as we've gone through the years, I think that Logic has been fully reacting to like what everybody has been saying about him on social media. Uh, when he came out with everybody, it just, it wasn't a good look. That was probably one of his worst albums ever. Like, it just, he kept talking about being biracial. It just didn't have too much content to it. Uh, he didn't let Killer Mike rap on that song, and I'm still very upset. Like, you had Juicy J on there, but that song wasn't good. Like, just, uh, every, every, everybody was, was just bad. But then he follows up with this, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. And again, he's just like reacting to what people are saying about him on social media. 
and I just I don't like it. Like this dude, he turned from logic to biracial Bobby. That's what I'm gonna call him. Uh, Bob, biracial Bobby was the one who made this album. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't logic anymore because this man was talking about. Uh, it's a song called Clickbait, and again, like I I understand like what you were trying to say here, but you, you're not just gonna say I'll I'll suck a dude's dick to prove y'all wrong, and then say 99% of people don't listen to what I be saying in the songs, and, and think that nobody's gonna hear that. Yes, we heard that, bro, and we're not letting that shit slide. Like I like you can't just be saying shocky shit like that and think that like nobody's gonna check you on it. Nah, bro, we heard that. And then on another song, he was uh, called Bobby. The song with his actual dad on it. He's talking about the only uh, only thing biracial is is my dick. And we like, bro, like, like chill the fuck out, yo. Like, I, I don't understand what this man is on now. And and I also I think one other thing that I want to critique is like he's doing the opposite of like what he said that he wasn't going to do back in the day. Now that the dude got a lot of money, uh, pretty much every project that he has brought out, uh, starting with Under Pressure, has reached number one. So, like, you've had some success. You've had a lot of success here, and you're breaking records um, as far as the rapper is concerned on the billboards, but it's just, it's not a good look for you to, like, be bragging about, you know, having having money and cars and clothes and stuff when you weren't talking about that before and you were actually anti-talking about that because that's what the other rappers were talking about. And now you're doing the same thing. So it's like, what's really going on? Like, you broke up with your wife and, and now you want some other shit. Like, you talking about smoking weed all the time, too. Like, you just doing all the stuff that you were just that you were just complaining about what, what other rappers were doing. So, I just don't know about Biracial Bobby. Like, this is just, it, it's totally different to me. And I just don't like it. I think the only positive thing that I can say on here is you had some good features. You finally got a song with Eminem on it. Uh, it wasn't the best. It wasn't mind-blowing. But I'm glad that y'all actually had that collab. I mean, you, you had a song with freaking Will Smith, even though I didn't like that song either. But Will Smith had a good verse. It was actually decent. Um, and, and the other features that you did have, like, they're actually good. I mean, Corday, g Easy, Wiz Khalifa. Like, you actually had some decent features. And I actually liked the production on here. I thought the production was cool. I just didn't think that the actual lyrical content was the same that I was getting from Logic back in the day. And that's what I ended up, uh, that's what made him one of his favorite, uh, one of my favorite artists uh, for a while. But Biracial Bobby, I ain't fucking with Biracial Bobby, bro. Like, this is on some other shit. <laughs> so, so uh, what did you think after giving this one a listen? Uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't rave about that homicide song the way other people did. I thought it was typical Logic and even more predictable and typical Eminem, and, I, and a lot of people don't know this, but I'm I've always been a fan of Eminem. It's just lately I just I can't say that I have been, but um, I, I I always go like messing with Logic now. It's like ever since that everybody I always have to I have to like kind of give myself a warning, like <laughs> warning, warning. This is not 2016 Logic. You know what I mean? I have to say that to myself. Like, just listen to it and get out of it what you can get out of it. Don't have no expectations, so I'm not disappointed. And that's why that's what I do. So, um, the songs that I actually liked the most out of them was the, uh, well, that, uh, the, the Mama Slow Down joint. Uh, like the Commando with g Easy. That was probably my favorite. And then, actually, I liked the song he had uh, with his pops on that, Bobby. 
I mean, I I didn't I didn't like the Fortnite references. It was like two of them, maybe three. I was like, bro, okay, we get it. You like Fortnite? <laughs> like, we get it, fam. But I, I I mean, the Fortnite references I could have done without. Um, it it was like it was some songs, like I said, the ones I mentioned. That it was like, okay, this this is what I want to hear. The features he had on there were all cool. I even liked the uh, the icy joint with Gucci Mane. That was cool. The joint, you know, he had you know Wiz Khalifa. So you know that you know the features were cool, but I I wasn't a fan of that shit on that clickbait at all. I'm like, nah, fam, you could have kept that line. You should have throw that threw that shit out. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would not have said that. I don't care what points you're trying to prove. You did not accomplish that. That is not cool. But um, all in all, I didn't think it was terrible, but I didn't think it was great, great either. Because like I say, it was just too much of the same, you know, the same shit from the past couple projects that he's done. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna just give it a two and a half. You know, it, it wasn't like I say I'm gonna give it two and a half. It's just middle of the road to me. Like I said, I didn't dislike it. I just didn't like it that much. Um, I'm going to give it a okay. lower score, bro. I'm going to give it a lower score. I'm going to give it a two. Like, this, right. I, I'm, I'm going to say, <laughs> I, I really hated it because, again, I like the production, bro. Like, I really like the production, but as far as logic is concerned, I'm not messing with it. I'm, like, on borderline, and, and this is hard to say. I'm on borderline to, like, not liking this album, like, even worse than everybody. I'm I'm on that I'm really about to be on that spectrum. I'm like really really close. I think this has a slight edge on being better than everybody just because like it it didn't have that weird theme to it, that biracial theme and and loving everybody and all that stuff, but I just don't like what Logic is becoming. Like I know that he said that he was going to retire, quote unquote, um after uh one of his previous projects. I, it wasn't Young Sinatra 4, but the one before that, but he's still coming out with stuff. I, I don't think he's going to And he only like 30? I know he's young. I know he's young. I don't know how old he is actually. Let me look it up. But, I think on one of the songs he said he was 29, I think. So yeah, he got to be like 29 yeah, or 30. 29. Yep. 29 so yeah he's still young he's still very very young and obviously like he's very wealthy now but uh just this biracial bobby I, I think he has another he has an alter ego here and i don't like this alter ego like this doesn't work like eminem is slim shady or marshall mathers uh slim shady i just don't think that it works I, I was definitely gonna mention that i was gonna say I, I really don't hope that i really hope that this doesn't happen to him what what happened to eminem and I feel like what happened with Eminem is that the the, the the game has just passed him by. He never evolved. You know what I mean? He stayed the same and stayed in the same lane and never bothered to change up his shit. And then now people not trying to hear the, you know, the shock value, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the shock rhymes and shit like that. It's like that's you know, and, and what's crazy is Eminem is so talented. He don't have to do it, but he does it just to fucking do it and piss people off. And I don't want Logic to feel like he has to keep on. All right, I'm gonna keep talking about this shit because y'all hate it. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, don't try to turn into the villain, bro. It's like he's trying. He's like he's trying too hard to be Harvey Dent right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah. He turning into he turning into Two Face. You know what I mean? That's what that's that's the best example I can say. Is like he's turning into Harvey Two Face right now. And it's like, bro, just be you, man. Be you. Do do what brought you to the dance until that shit don't work no more. Then change it up. But it's like if shit was working and then he just out of nowhere just he just went left. 
I don't like it, yo. I I don't. Yeah, like it's... I was never a huge I was never a huge Logic fan to begin with. I was never like a huge fan, but I always respected his you know his work. I just it's just now I, it's it's hard for me to get into. Yeah, there was a few a few songs on how I was wanting to skip, but I'm like you know for the purpose of doing what we doing now, I'm like I'm not just listen to it all the way up. Right. Yeah, that's I mean that's a good point. He might end up be doing that. Like, like he might end up going down that route. He's just gonna keep rapping about this shit just because he knows that he knows it's gonna piss us off, and he's gonna constantly like react to everybody else. And then after that, even though this it was a Jordan Lucas song, like he's uh, apparently squashed the beef with Jordan Lucas too, and came out with this song called Isis. And they said that song was okay. I'm glad that they squashed the beef. Apparently, Royce to Five Nine had something to do with that, and he, like stepped in and and talked to both of them because he's cool with, with both of them now. Mm-hmm. But that's what the OGs do. Yeah, that is definitely what they do. And I know he has that connect now because Eminem did a song with him, and Jordan Lucas did a song with Eminem. So obviously, yeah, with those two coming together, you end up getting in touch with Logic. So, uh, so shout out to Royce for that because that was a dumb beef, anyways. But you know, I understand Jordan's case because he said you know Logic was still in the shit. So that's you know that's that's an offense, especially where like actual lyricists who uh who you know love their crap but uh in any case you know they're they're not beefing anymore and he finally did this all the way eminem so it's like logic he's you know he's getting these these dope features now and he's getting different production uh even though i love seasick i don't and i don't i don't know if seasick did any tracks on here i would actually have to look it up but that was one of my favorite uh favorite producers for logic and now he's getting like different production and stuff which is again it's cool but i just don't like the lyrical content i just feel like it's it's at this point failing and he just reacting way too much to like what social media is saying about him and it's it's just not working so i just hope he doesn't continue to go down this route so if he does come out with something else hopefully it's it's better but uh boy he is he's definitely leaning on eminem levels with this one boy because it was bad <laughs> it, it was bad and it, it really sucked because his production was actually okay but uh, so there you go, man. Flock gave uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind two and a half. I give Confessions of a Dangerous Mind a two. That was a generous two and a half. And I'm, I'm giving it a terrible two. It's, it's a terrible <laughs> two, boy. <laughs> I'm not messing with it at all. So there, there you go, people. That's our review on that. Uh, let's move on to the next album, Tyler the Creator, Igor. Everybody who listens to us and knows me knows that I'm a huge Tyler the Creator fan. Tyler just drops stuff whenever he wants to. He he doesn't really give any any type of like super promo. He doesn't go and uh and be on the Breakfast Club. He doesn't do an album rollout. He just does what he does. He say, look, I'm about to drop this shit and and then there you go. Uh, he did a lot of visuals though, like really like 20 second clips or whatever. Um, just you know right before the album actually dropped and then we finally got Igor. So. Uh, this one has 12 songs total. He has like a ton of features on here, but I'll just name a few because none of them are actually listed on the song titles themselves. But there were a lot of people that had something to do with this album. So we had vocals from Solange, Charlie Wilson. I, I just want to mention this real quick. Like Tyler the Creator and Kanye have been keeping Charlie Wilson alive, bro. Like Charlie Wilson is a fucking god 
on the vocals, bro. And I'm just so mm-hmm. glad that, you know, they keep him alive and, and keep him doing stuff. Because Charlie, when I hear Charlie Wilson on the track, I know it's about to be fire. <laughs> so, so there you go. He had Charlie Wilson on there. He had Kanye West. Uh, he did a verse. He had Playboy Cardi did a verse. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert. CeeLo Green. Pharrell. Santi Gold. And much, much more. So those are just the, you know, the uh, little bit of the feature that he had on here but he definitely had a lot of people working on this one with him uh, i would say that my favorite songs on this album will be earthquake a boy is a gun and puppet uh i just want to mention one thing before we get into everything else this album reminds me of what uh childish gambino did with awaken my love because like it was totally like r&b like he was singing he was doing absolutely like no rapping Tyler did do some rapping on here, but again, it didn't feel the same. Like this feels like a totally experimental album. And again, that's not a bad thing, but it's just very different. On my first listen, I was like, I don't know about this. Like I wasn't expecting to hear something like this, but then again, from the previews that I heard, uh, I, I kind of caught the vibe, but I just didn't think that the entire album was going to be like this. The dude Tyler is just happy now. Like it's he's in a totally different space. Uh like we were saying for logically, he's in a totally different space too. But for Tyler, it's like completely positive now. And you know, that was the reason why back in the day when the I Future movement was going, like a lot of people wasn't really messing with him because like he was on total shock, uh shock rap and, and you know, saying like I'm gonna kill everybody, fuck you, you're a faggot, all this stuff. Like, excuse me, people, but you know, that's what he was saying. Uh so to come from you know something like bastard which was his first project to igor is like a total 180 like this dude he's just a happy guy now and this is the type of music that you make when you're happy and i'm not mad at it at all i'm not mad at it like he doesn't really have any terrible things to say about anybody else uh you know he's talking about love a lot who knows if he's actually found love you know a lot of people still think that he's gay and he's still been saying a lot of those comments and i don't care i don't care if he is this you know it's whatever you want to do but uh but that's still been a, a a topic because like he he just hadn't said anything about it so people are still like trying to piece things together and see if he is but in any case like he's been you know singing about that a lot he has a lot of different production on here because again the people he's worked with on this album uh it's a ton of different sounds a ton of different vibes on here so it's just different it's different and it's not bad but it's just something that i have to get used to like i have to listen to this like more than probably five times for me to like actually like catch all of the vibes on here because it's just it's a different thing for him and it's just i it's hard for me to like put him in this different mindset but i can kind of tell he was going that way from flower boy because flower boy was leaning uh towards this type of sound but this sound was just totally like r&b and like happy vibes and, and all that type of stuff so it's just different it's it's an experimental album that's what i want to call it um but i, I think it worked I, I think it worked and he actually with this album he got his first number one so shout out to tyler because he brought this one out and he he got number one on the billboards uh last week so so that's very good that's very good like he has a bunch of songs now that could actually go on the radio and he wouldn't have to censor um and i think that probably if any of these would it probably be earthquake that would uh that would be a single if they did play it but i don't listen to the radio anyway so i don't really care about it but uh what what do you think about this after giving this a listen (sighs) Uh, igor man 
All I can say is I've, I've been on the decline as far as like even being remotely tempted to to mess with Tyler the Creator since like shit. I think the last Tyler Creator album I actually liked was probably Wolf. I'm not gonna lie, mm. and that was a long time. But because um, I like I said before, he was he was trying too much to be the the black Eminem with like shock value shit it was like bro let your lyrics do the talk you ain't got to say all that extra shit man it's like you know this man just he went out his way to just you know talk shit about bruno mars and everybody else and it's like and then shit coming back back out about him it's like it just comes across as hypocritical to me so like i said i have no problem if he you know whether he coming out or whatever whatever this was you know what i mean i don't i don't know but it was a lot going on on this this album and I was trying to figure out what it what it was that was going on, and I just thought about the songs I actually liked that I could actually like that I actually listened to and actually liked. The earthquake, that shit actually got the potential to be the next. Um, what the fuck with that childish Gambino song? They still playing all the damn time. Oh goddamn! Oh, stay, we'll stay woke. Yeah, that shit. That it, it got the potential to. Uh, it's got the potential to 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 do what that song did it really does that's how good that song is to me but i i think i don't know if it will because like i said before it's you know, it, bones, it's so definitely got red it definitely got red bone potential but um charlie wilson yo <laughs> that's all i can say charlie wilson boy and i like uh that gone uh thank you I thought that was that was kind of that was kind of that was kind of nice the way that, you know it switched up and you know so it came across like it was two different songs, but um, it's just it was hard for me to really get into because I didn't know where where I was you know where where I was being taken. It was quite a few features. I was trying to figure out who was who because I like to see who the features are. So I'm not guessing like is this this person is it this who I think this is and I don't have a confirmation so. So I, I couldn't really tell until, you know, I seen the notes that you put in and everybody, I was like, okay, I do remember CeeLo, I do remember this, you know, but um, I don't know, I, I, and I think uh, it was another song, I think it was Puppet that was okay as well that I thought was kind of cool, but for the most part, it was just one of them, uh, with, with Tyler, he's always been hit or miss with me, man and lately it's been a lot of swings and misses with him for me and this one I was not I was not a big fan of. And I know that's your man and all, but I me personally, I just I just don't I just didn't like it. I didn't like it all that much. I just, I can't really say much because I didn't really get much out of it. It was like like you said, it was some experimental shit. And I was just like, I was just trying to figure out where is this taking me? Like, you know how like you don't wanna like not give it a chance? You know how we all shitted on uh what was that? Uh a prime example. Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. But we we knew what was we knew of some different shit coming from him from the album before that, which was what was it 808 and Heartbreaks? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was shit like that, you know what I'm saying? That was kinda like the you know, it was the genesis of what type of music he was gonna be making. So it was like we you try to understand it, but to me on this album, I just really didn't understand it like like I want to, and I'm pretty good at picking apart shit. And, and getting what I can out of it but this album here I was just trying to I spent more time trying to figure out what I'm listening to than uh, actually enjoying what I'm listening to mm. 
Sorry, people. I want to make a correction. Uh, after 808 and Heartbreaks, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came out. Danny Jesus. Right. But 808 and Heartbreaks was absolutely an experimental album. We were like, what the hell? <laughs> like, it was still some bobs on there, but we was like, Ugh. yeah. But that's because that's definitely the album I could think of when I when I was like, okay, Kanye doing some different shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was. And then Jesus, we all shitted on it because you know nobody really liked it. I know I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. But. You know, you want, like I said, and I'm a Kanye fan, but you, it's just like like how you are with Tyler. You want to get behind it because you, you're a fan of the artist. It's just like me listening to Eminem, you know what I mean? Knowing that, you know what I'm saying, that, that you know, knowing that Relapse was terrible, knowing that, you know, everything pretty much after that was, was bad, wasn't that good, but you still try to hope you, you know, you hit that lightning in the bottle again. Yeah, because so. I'll say everything at the Eminem show for me was whack. <laughs> like, pretty much everything yeah. until you get to uh, Kamikaze. I actually thought that Kamikaze yeah. was Kamikaze actually decent. Was okay. yeah. yeah, it was actually decent when making the comeback. But yeah, it's it's pretty much the same way. I, I get what you're saying. So, this is different. Like, he hasn't, he doesn't have a huge, extensive catalog yet. So, it's cool to do, you know, these experimental albums. And again, like, we may not ever get a bastard or a goblin or a wolf because he like he was still sad then so uh you know eventually like when you when you have a different mindset you know you get rich you do everything that you want to do like he's been working on other stuff he did the grinch soundtrack uh the jelly season two which is on adult swim is out like he's been doing a lot of other production and and direction so he's in the different mindset like what does he have to be sad about anymore like i remember he was sad of like he was talking about his dad like fuck you like you weren't in my life so uh, i think that was the basis of all of his you know anger in the beginning but he's not like that anymore he has people around him he knows a lot of different artists and they all worked with him on this album and it's just something different um again i'm not going to shit on it but i just don't think like for me personally i just don't think that this is one of his best best albums compared to the other ones to me right now but again after giving it some more listens i may change my mind uh right now if i had to give it a score i'll probably give it a two and a half uh i don't want to give it a three just yet but i might end up changing it to a three again it's not one of my favorites but i understand what he was doing and there were definitely some songs on here that i messed with uh, oh I, I forgot to tell my i gave it a two gave it a two okay yeah okay all right, two and two and a half. So again, it's not bad. I would definitely not say that this album was bad by any means. Just it's just for Tyler. It's just something different that I'll just have to get used to. Like if he's gonna keep doing albums like this, then then that's just what it's gonna be. But uh, but maybe you know he'll actually you know get back to like doing like traditional raps, I guess in a sense. But I will always enjoy his production, especially when he works with other people. I think it's I think he's lit. So, uh, so I think mainly for me. Mainly for me is like going from like from the start when I first heard him on uh was it Goblin, from there to here is like, I it, it just seemed like to me it just seemed like the the music was regressed instead of progress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I I was a fan of that you know that Tyler, you know, and I know people want to you know do different things and stuff like that, but it's like okay, it's cool to do a few songs like that. But you just you just going all straight like straight alternative right now, and I'm I'm just it's cool if I can understand it, but it's just like it was just hard for me to just really understand it because I wasn't a fan of his last project. So okay, okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's, that's definitely fair. So 
So it is what it is on that. We will see what Tyler has in the future. But uh, again, we'll never know with this guy because he just dropped this out of nowhere. Um, but it is what it is, man. I'll, I'll be listening to it a lot more just to just to see if I can finally get a grasp of it. But right now, I'm sticking to my two and a half and Flock gives Igor a two. So there you go, people. That's what you all have been waiting to hear from us. And now you got it. Let's move <laughs> on to the songs of the week. Uh, I'll be glad to uh, to let you know, Flock, that I am almost done with this playlist, or at least for what I have in my library. But ultimate playlist, oh. I finally got to the wise, so I'm like on Young Bloods or something. So I'm almost done, and then I'll go back and like fill out like all of the artists that I don't have at all um, that I like their music because it's definitely a lot now that I think about it. But I'm about to make my way back. But uh, I was on the uh, I was on the wise and. I, I realized like how much uh, I liked Young Buck and like his first album especially, but um, this is actually from his his second album, um, Buck the World. But Young Buck, Get Buck, uh, this was a single. Uh, he had had Timbo on the uh, on the production, and this shit was hard, bro. This, this this shit was hard when it came out, and I was like, yo, like Young Buck did have some hits, and I was looking at Spotify alone, like this dude dropped a shit ton of mixtapes, like it was it was like <laughs> borderline OD, and that's another thing that I realized, like while I was making my playlist, like it's a lot of rappers that I like listen to back in the day, and they've still been dropping music, and nobody hears about it because it just doesn't get advertised. They're just like I wouldn't say that they're played out, but I mean that's kind of what it is. Like we just have different waves and music and some of these artists that you know struggle to stay relevant they still bring out stuff that i never knew that they brought out and you just don't hear about it at all so if i actually took the time to listen to everybody's stuff bro i'd be here all day i really would be here all day especially with young buck like i was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling just to get to his first two albums and he got like a whole bunch of albums like like life after g unit life after g unit 2 life after g unit 3 i'm like what the hell young buck like <laughs> damn <laughs> like damn bro is it, is it that serious but uh but anyways his, his first two albums that's what i really messed with and uh and i just wanted to put get buck uh, from Young Buck. This came out in 06. Uh, so that's my song of the week. Uh, what you got for us? Um, I'm going some present day. Very recent. Um, recently got familiar with this artist, Normani, featuring Black, called Waves. I love this song, yo. It's my shit, bro. That's all I can say. Check that shit out. If you ain't if you ain't familiar with her, yo, she, she's nice, yo. She's nice. She got a nice voice. She can sing. And you know the homie Black. You know he he always not our boy from GI Black, of course, <laughs> right? But you know Six Lack, what people call him. But uh, yeah, he, that's, they got a nice ass song together called Ways. I listen to that shit a lot. That's my shit. Okay, okay. When did uh when did this song come out? I think it came. It may have came out this year. May have. Hold on. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Let me double check. Uh, I got it last year. So it came out in 18? Yeah, it came out in 18. Okay. All right, because I'm not sure. I probably have listened to it. I probably have, but I'll definitely go back and listen to it. So, all right, all right. We got Normani featuring Six Lack. <laughs> Blackwood Waves came out in 2018. My choice was Young Buck, Get Buck. Came out in 06 off of the Buck the World album. So there you go. 
let's get to the topic of the week. And again, uh, going forward, if we feature some of your voice messages for your questions, we will feature it in this section and we'll we'll change it to the Patreon question of the week uh, for future episodes of Enlightened Sounds. But let's go ahead and get into a question that I wanted to ask you, my good friend Flock. Uh, do you feel like it's necessary nowadays to do album rollout slash press runs in today's age anymore? Um, and I ask this because, like, you you know, we still get the people on the Breakfast Club and, uh, you know, like, Big Boys Neighborhood and stuff like that. Like, you'll go around the U.S., you know, uh, if you're in New York, you hit up the Breakfast Club, you'll hit up uh, High 97, you hit up Ebro in the morning, uh, you may hit up Sway's Universe. Like, you'll do those runs, like, all in a day or two or whatever, and then, you know, you'll move on whenever uh, your new album is about to come out to you know talk to people about that and whatever else is going on in your life but do you feel like it's necessary to like do that anymore because like you'll have like people like drake like drake doesn't talk to anybody he doesn't do anything at all but like when he says an album's coming out like everybody's gonna listen to it and he doesn't need any of these radio stations or anybody else to to help promote or talk about his album but if if like if, if somebody knew if there's a new artist like for example the baby um he would probably, I guess, like benefit more from doing these album rollouts they release it because not that many people know about him. And so, like, when you're hearing about new artists, you're like, oh, well, like, he was cool. Like, I like what he had to say on, on Ebro or I like what he had to say on the Breakfast Club. So I'm going to listen to his album when it comes out. Uh, but I guess still in general, like, do you feel like it's really necessary to, like, do that anymore? Uh, depends on, on the actual artist. I mean, I think a new, like you mentioned earlier, a newer artist definitely would have to because you, you want to get your shit out there to as many people as possible because you're trying to, you're trying to attract a new audience, even, even if you, you know, you got a small buzz or something like that. So you want to get as much of a new audience as you possibly can. So yeah, you're going to do those press, press runs and all that other stuff, especially if it's like your first, first, second album, like, no, let's be realistic. Drake can do that. Not everybody is Drake. You know what I mean? Drake can say, all right, I got this coming such and such this day. I don't care how many people claim they don't like him, but you're not about to stop no 16-year-old girl from going to buy a Drake album when it come out. So, I mean, that's just that's just the real. I mean, everybody, everybody can't be Drake or Beyonce. I mean, Beyonce can drop one in the middle of the night and don't say shit. And it's still gonna it's still gonna top everything that, that comes out that week. I mean, even though she did nothing to promote it. So I think it, it, it always depends on the person. If you're not like top tier in that upper echelon of an artist, then yeah, it still is important. Cause if you banking if you banking off of album sales, then hell yeah, you better. <laughs> if you if you don't need that and you just mainly mainly make make your money off of doing shows and touring, then yeah, you probably don't. You could just say, all right, I'm gonna just put it out here on the streaming source. And, you know, y'all fuck with you, fuck with it. If you don't, you don't. I mean, some people do that. Some people legitimately do that. Some people don't just don't be interested in doing all that. Talking to Charlemagne and, you know what I'm saying, or talking to Big Boy or Sway or whoever. I mean, but some people still feel like that's necessary. Depend and then also it depends on, you know, who who's backing you. Like if you own a powerhouse, you know, record label, then they should be doing the majority of the work and setting that shit up anyway. But if you like independent and stuff like that, you're getting the majority of your money regardless. So, like I said, it, it, it varies, but I think I still think that it is important. Mm-hmm. And you know, that you don't you not everybody's gonna be, like I said before, everybody's gonna be Drake or 
You know what I'm saying? Or somebody like that, or Beyonce that can just drop some shit and not have to talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, I mean I would have to I would have to disagree. I don't I don't think that like it's it's really necessary, period. Uh being on a Breakfast Club, for example, like I, I watch the Breakfast Club for different reasons because like obviously like not all of their guests you know or musicians or artists or whatever so like i watch it for like my personal entertainment like i, I don't want to really hear about the album i want to hear about like what's going on in your life like funny moments end up coming out because like you know when charlamagne is is talking about something that you know like oh yeah you did your research like he's messing around and stuff like that's entertaining to me but as far as like in an album rollout i don't really care because like even like yg for example like he he recently went on the breakfast club because his album came out but like i didn't really care about anything he had to say about the album per se like i cared about you know everything else that he had to say like whatever else was going on in his life i know that nipsey hustle was a big topic uh going on that on that particular episode so that's that's what i cared about i don't really think that like as far as like the album rollouts though i don't think artists really need to do it um but big or small i think that if you if you caught that buzz you can do pretty much do everything yourself now like social media is very very strong um, especially if you're independent like you can do everything yourself make your own videos throw it on youtube you don't need to put that shit on vivo say you're coming out with the album if people fuck with you they're gonna fuck with you like obviously like it'll help being on the breakfast club and ebro people don't know you to capture that new audience but again like i think that your your fans that you have already gathered from the start they're gonna fuck with you regardless so i don't i don't really think it's necessary I, I think like it's just it's just for your personal entertainment to like hear everything else but as far as like the album period i don't i don't think that they need it anymore okay. yeah so like and then like these some of these people be violating too um some of these people on the radio because uh, like, i i saw the thing i don't know if you caught that with megan the stallion uh, they had her, yeah that was yeah, yeah that was about her mom I was like, mom i'm like what the fuck and she handled that shit so fucking brilliant bro yeah i'm like i i know for a fact i would have i probably would have just i don't know i don't know how i would have take taken that one but like i don't know what the fuck that that motherfucker was thinking right because he like bro like you talking about you did your research obviously you did it <laughs> yeah that's crazy like obviously you didn't because you wouldn't have said that so it's yeah, like I said, sometimes you'll get those situations that doesn't happen too much. I know that uh, Kodak Black, I think it was like a year ago when Ebro was asking him about the case and, and Kodak was like, you know, I don't want to talk about that no more. And, you know, he just, you know, he about to walk out and stuff and, you know, like the classic, like uh, Birdman situation. Like, you'll get those every now and then. Like, it is funny. It is funny sometimes, but like the Megan Thee Stallion situation, that shit wasn't funny at all. Like no, you, you violated on that one. So like, like I said, sometimes those press runs, um, going on these shows, they, they're not worth it. Like I, Megan Thee Stallion, for example, like she's a, she's actually a very good example. She didn't need to do that. Like people have been talking, like dudes been lusting about her for months, bro. <laughs> like I actually found out about her because of niggas lusting on my timeline about her dude yeah. and i was like who is me, me too yeah. me. Uh, we probably talk about the same person too yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah you're right you're right thirst city yeah thurston howell the third yeah be smooth oh uh, yeah but yeah this dude he said he loved megan the stallion so i found out about it through him and i was like yo like y'all i was like i can see what y'all talking about but she cold though yeah she really can rap she really can rap. I ain't talking about. I ain't talking. Oh, you talking about she cold? Oh, she. Yeah, she. Yeah, no, she, she is cold. She cold. Yeah, but she can rap yeah. too. I, I actually think she can't rap. Uh, yeah, especially she, 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 right. <laughs> he said she. All right. But no, yeah, she definitely cold. Like she, she bad. She real bad. So, 
uh, but yeah, like people were talking about her, you know, you know, like all the anime weave was, you know, on her side. Cause she, <laughs> she called herself, she called herself Young Todoroki, and she had her, uh, she had her hair red and white, and yeah, she, I think she called everybody with that one. But she'd been doing a lot of things like that, and again, she didn't need to go on that show at all. Like I actually think, like, well, it didn't hurt her, but uh, yeah, that shit looked like hella local. It, it probably was, it probably was for that particular. But that show. was probably her trying to get back to, you know local shit you know what i mean and, and they didn't do their research and you know what yeah. i'm saying like they should have and, and said some shit that they shouldn't have said and yeah, you claimed you did your research but again, yeah. like that's a that's a good example she didn't need to do that though that's that's basically my point so again again and I, I, I do agree with you to an extent like it is it is kind of like i guess up to your discretion whether you want to do it but i think if you if you can catch that buzz it, especially if that's where you started if your social media already had you getting that cult following then i don't think you i don't think you need to do a breakfast club run or ebro run uh, to promote your album, just just put that shit out, and people are gonna fuck with it. They gonna fuck with it. So I, that's that's just my opinion on it. So, uh, but that was a good conversation, though. I I, I like your uh I, li- I like your your take on it because I I do I do agree um on it to an extent. So, uh, so there you go, man. That was the topic of the week again. Uh, we are gonna keep preaching this. Go and send your voice messages to us. Um, any question that you have uh, going forward about music, and uh, and we'll get to them. All right. Uh, finally, we have the album suggestion section. Flock, take it away. All right, we gonna we gonna take it back. We're gonna take it back a good twenty years here. We gonna go with uh since I did the song, you know, what I'm saying it was like recent. I do the album really throwback. Um, I'm gonna go with Outkast, one of my favorite groups of all time. I'm gonna go with Equimini, uh, 1998. This was one of those albums, like, uh, this one came out, I think this was their third album, if I'm not mistaken. Because you had Southern Playalistic, then you had AT Aliens, which is my favorite Outkast album. Uh, probably one of my top five favorite albums of all time. And then Equimini came out in 98, so yeah, I think this was their third studio album. Um, had a lot of nice joints on here. It's one of those albums where you gotta just sit and listen to it and like really, really listen to it. Yeah, like Return, you know, Return of the Gangster, Rosa Parks, which was like the hit single on there. Uh, Skewing on a Barbie with uh, Ray Kwan was hot. Of course, the title track of Quimini was my shit. I remember that was in the movie, uh, O. Uh, was uh, you got the art of storytelling, you know, it was a lot of man. Y'all need to check that shit out typical you know what I'm saying atlanta outcast you know what I'm saying talking that shit big boy you know he held his own in this album and it's right in 3000 y'all know how i feel about 3000 already yeah man the artist storytelling i mean when i first heard that boy uh-huh. it did something to your boy that was part one yeah, part, part one and part two on yeah, this one yeah absolutely yeah but when i heard part one boy part one was definitely the shit so yeah equipment i was an amazing album uh, then the remix with Slick Rick was hot too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely. So there you go, man. Outcast equipment on 1998. Ooh, boy, that made me feel so fucking oh. old, bro. <laughs> man, good oh, lord, bro. twenty years. Twenty years. I'm saying, like me and Flock doing this, I, I think it's amazing because we we've been through a uh, good a good um amount of eras of music like this is a long ass time just just thinking about me being that young hearing these songs man and then like bringing it back because i know like a lot of y'all are young uh i'm not sure how many of y'all actually go back and listen to like these old albums and these old songs but like uh let me try to preach like i 
like i would definitely do it i would definitely do it like at least like try listening to some of these like uh albums that we dub quote-unquote classics i would at least try to listen to those man because i guarantee you will get a different perspective and a different love for uh for hip-hop in general or, or just aren't uh, r&b or just music period uh listen to some of these old things so again like i hope that some of y'all are actually listening to these album suggestions that flock has been giving and listen to these songs of the week that uh that we've been giving to y'all so and we appreciate all of that so uh with that being said man we are at the end of Enlightened Sounds episode 23. I have nothing else. I am hungry. I am tired. I'm ready to get up. It's two of us. <laughs> facts, facts. Uh, Flocks, any final words before we depart? Uh, just, just we got it. We can't harp this enough, man. Y'all feel free to definitely use the uh, Anchor app that allows you to do the voice messages. That, that's that's key because that's like really like one of the the main ways we know like you all's feedback and what you all think and certain things that you want us to change and improve on and uh actually talk about like i love doing the interactive stuff because i know for a fact it's stuff that you all will actually want to hear and hear us talk about you can ask me anything like say y'all can hit us up on twitter whatever whatever people ask me stuff on twitter all the time just randomly what you think about this what you think about it? i'm gonna give you an honest answer so i appreciate everybody that support us man continuous support that shit is always key and support everybody in the gi and all our, you know saying solo ventures as well so yeah absolutely absolutely so once again we go ahead and roll down all of the podcasts we have so far we also uh, have the gi podcast that was the start of it all we have unfiltered facts with flock we have hokage thoughts with tbh we have gamer flex with ace of all trades money talks with siggy guns and we have otaku summit that is chaos steve and jojo am i missing anything because we have a lot i think i got it all yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we ran out it all. So, again, those are all the GI podcasts we have. Again, we are trying to take over the podcast world. We have a lot of different podcasts with a lot of different perspectives and different topics for you all. This is only music one. I know that, well, you talk about music a little bit, and TBA talk about music a lot, but it's only one dedicated to strictly music. Uh, so, again. Yeah, I try not to talk too much about music over there because then it's like, okay, I i'm talking i gotta talk about it over here so i don't want to like repeat myself right yeah it kind of gets hard to do that especially like when we do game and stuff so well, I, I know for them because i uh, only participate in gi podcasts and nothing else but uh but again like it's again it's different perspectives for uh for everybody so whatever you're into uh, go ahead and check out everything because i can almost guarantee it's something for you other than that man appreciate all of you all listening again we apologize for the delay but we will try to get back on a normal consistent schedule uh we appreciate everybody listening for what uh on whatever podcast platform that you decide and we will be back very very soon 